going on, everybody? How are we doing? Welcome to our first ever uh, podcast here, an episode of The Lad's Corner. We're pumped to get this weekly po- podcast rolling with you guys, uh, where we'll be shooting all things sports. Uh, without further ado, let's meet the lads. We got Segs, Canes, Brad, and the host, myself, Weirzy. Uh, we can't wait to get this journey going with you. Without further ado, let's jump into all the things that we're going to talk about today. Uh, let's get it kicking with uh, coaches' changes. What do you think, boys? Lots to talk about, man. Big news with the Habs. They bring in St. Louis. They fired Ducharme. Who would have thought St. Louis was going to come out here and take over the team? He comes from Wee Hockey, jumps right up to the show. There's no question he's got the credibility, but, I mean, he can't do much worse right now in the Habs' current state. I, I, I would uh... – I, I think that so as a Canes fan, um, they they made a change a couple years ago with Rod Brindamore coming in, um, and similar thing where he didn't have any uh, head co- head coaching experience at any level. Now he had a bit more um, experience uh, as an NHL assistant um, prior to becoming a head coach, but uh, I think you know St. Louis and and Rod Brindamore are kind of the same mold of a of a player, and I think that uh, both bring those kind of leadership qualities and things like that that. Uh, um, I think will will work well for the Habs. I mean, their roster um, is in shambles a bit, and they, there's some some things to clean up there. But I think that uh, um, it's it's not a bad move for them. Um, yeah, I kind of agree with Segs and just the point. Like they have nothing to lose. Yeah, you might as well just yeah. try whatever. I know him and Gordon were together at the Rangers when Saint Louis played there. And I bet he was like, "Those guys sick." Marty's a good leader in the room. Might as well try him the head coach spot like but i'm just wondering like will they keep them for the rest of the year and then can them or do you think they're like testing them i think think an extension i think it's a test for sure but i wouldn't be surprised if he sticks around i know he's gonna have a lot of chemistry with caulfield caulfield wears his number because of st louis that came out the other day um so he's already come up off the fourth line where he was playing i mean yeah they lost the first game that he was behind the bench but i think once he gets some uh some time with them we could see a bit of a turnaround. He's a lot more laid back, and he's got a completely new approach to this. So it's going to be fun to see. What about you, Rizzi? What do you think? Yeah, me personally, I don't like the move. Um, I was a little bit shocked about it. Um, and, I mean, you know, no former coach's experience. I mean, I believe he did work with the Lightning beforehand, uh, doing a little bit of work. Don't get me wrong, you know, Stanley Cup champ, you know, former or, you know, could be a potential Hall of Famer. Um, but stepping into that role with a team that's, you know, currently in shambles right now, uh, coming in and, you know, looking to turn that ship around, uh, I just, you know, don't see it happening. As for long term, you know, I was reading something the other day and he did say that, you know, he plans on being here for a while. I mean, that was the goal with the Charm um, as well, right? You know, he had this big, huge thing. You know, I want to be here with the Canadians for a while. And yeah, one bad season and they get rid of you. St. Louis comes in half season, doesn't turn it around. They give him a shot, you know, going in the beginning of next season, come second half, he doesn't do it. What do you do with them? Do you get rid of them? Do you keep them? Do you roll the dice? I mean, I don't know. Dress him. Yeah, let's face it. He's not he's not saving this team. This team's a horrendous anyways. I, I think I think uh to me it's it's more of just a clearing house thing, getting rid of Ducharme yeah. as well. Um they haven't really like Bergevin's been on the hot seat for years and uh, they finally let him go um, uh, a couple months ago. And then uh, Ducharme was kind of that next domino to fall. So 
Um, they brought in a new GM in, in Hughes and uh, they let him have his guy and St. Louis his guy. And um, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But uh, I think that was kind of like the next domino to fall for them and not necessarily, I mean, just like Montreal has been, it's been a pretty rough year for them, but really six months ago, they were in a Stanley cup final. Yep. Right. And you know, the whole wagon's fallen off, but they've also lost a couple key players like Toulouse Price and a guy like Shea Weber um, on your back in there who really – Shea Weber plays half the game. Like he, he he's good for 30 minutes a night and, you know, plays solid hockey and everything. That's a big piece of losing the back end. And, yeah, I think that uh, – Even like losing Deneau, who was so good in the playoffs yeah, on the yeah, top center. Yeah, like that a huge loss for them, I think, especially up front because they – fucking can't score half the night so yeah, yeah. well and, and and they've tried to bring in Dvorak um over the summer and he's had kind of a horrendous start to the year yeah but um and it's kind of extending right through the, the rest of the year so i think that uh, paid a big price for him and then he hasn't worked out to replace to know and yeah a lot of the pieces just haven't haven't worked out for them so here's another question for you boys right you know Shea Weber's, you know, career is, you know, pretty much over, right? Um, so they say, Terry Price plans on coming back. When he's coming back, we don't know. Um, you know, stay in the offseason, the Canadians go pick somebody up, right? Whether that be a forward or another piece on the back end. I mean, do they turn it around and do they become a contender? Or what do we see happening here? The wheel's just falling right off. It's going to take some time at the very least. They've got all the changes from the management. And now if, if you're saying they're going to start making changes on the ice too, it's not just going to happen. They've got some core guys still that are great, but they have a lot of holes to fill. Sure, Price coming back would be great. No one knows the condition he's going to come back in. Yep. Um, but it, I certainly don't think they're going to fully turn it around. It'll be a bit of a, a stepping stone for them, though, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and in other news, I mean, another firing this week. Uh, let's go to the Oilers. Um, I mean, I didn't see this one coming, um, you know, tip it to me. Um, you know, you guys saw it coming. I've seen it. I thought I was surprised that it took this long. I thought he was done oh, after that. Oh, playoff so, Kames, so Kames, let me, let me ask you this then you saw it coming. Why, why did you expect that? I mean, you know, through his three seasons, um, he had a 63%, you know, win rate. I mean, not great, not terrible. But at the end of the day, you look at what Edmonton's done, how many first overall picks they've had over the years. Is it really the coaching staff? Sorry. Is it really the coaching staff? Or is it the players just not performing? I mean, you have McDavid and you have, you know, Drysidle every year. Yeah. Well, Drysidle wasn't a first overall pick, though. So, well, no. But so, he's so really, arguably really, one mean, of the best players. Right. So, so I mean, they're, they're, the four first overall picks they had, they've they've moved two of them out. I mean, Neil Yakupov's not in the league um, yeah. in general, and uh, Taylor Hall they moved out uh, years ago, way before um, Tippett had got to Edmonton. Um, Straight up, Adam Larson, baby, what a trade! Eh? <laughs> yeah, and 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 well, and they let they let Larson walk in free agency this year too, and they're I think they're kind of missing him on the back end. Um, I think that uh, I don't know. It, I don't know what's really going on with the Oilers, to be honest with you. Uh, like they, they, every year you look at their team and 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 
you, you think that they're bringing in good pieces and things like that. And, and, you know, they, they, you know, they let their GM go. They bring in Ken Holland, the guy that's had quite a bit of success. He, he, he was in Detroit for the last, you know, 20 something years. Um, yep. You know, that was a team that was, you know, they made the playoffs every year for 20 years under him and won a couple of Stanley cups and um, had built some of the best teams ever. Um, you know, they bring in a guy like that. He, he can't turn around. It's really almost arguably worse than it, it was before. Uh, maybe not worse, but uh, certainly not where they're expecting it to be. Um, and like you said, they're having a guy like McDavid and Drop arguably two of the best players in the world, two top five players in the world for sure. Yep. Um, young in their prime. When, when you look at that lineup that they have in that, that sort of set, that reminds me of, you know, Crosby Malkin um, in their, in, in the early or like sort of late, two um, thousands there where um, you know, two of the top five players in the league and, and, and guys that can just drag your team to, uh, to the playoffs every year. And, and, and those two guys aren't getting it done um, with David and dry and yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really know what to make of them. Coming into the year. I thought they made a lot of quality moves like Fogel, Ryan, Keith, CC, mm-hmm. even though I hate CC, I didn't mind them, but. They um, I, I didn't I didn't like the problem. The problem is they they tried to replace Larson with CC. Yeah, but here's what I was. But even Evander came by the way. The um, the I didn't like how he doesn't do what worked in Edmonton, and that was put McDavid and Drysdale together, mm-hmm. and that wins them like 17 out of 20 games, and then he moves dry cell on the second line and then they go like two for 10. He's like, what happened? Like fucking know yeah. what happened. They're not on the same line. Like even at the start of the year, like Puyarvi was unreal. Yamo was coming into his own and now neither of those guys are doing anything. And it's because like, I think he just didn't do what worked as a coach. And he that worked just playing them together. He runs a very defensive minded team and he's been known to do that. So when you take, super offensive talents like like David and Dreisaitl and put them into a defensive system, automatically you're going to lessen their effectiveness. So that leaves them what? It leaves them with their power play. But the power play can't win them games on itself. So this was bound to happen. And then he blows up the lines as Brad was just saying. So now you've got McDavid and Dreisaitl trying to do it. All, and you can see it when you watch. They try and do it all themselves. Yeah. Now, sure, they've got Kane so they can make the lines a bit better. And they've got the new coach now. We'll see how that goes. But um, apparently he's got a lot of ties with the AHL guys coming from there. So you should see some more guys getting integrated into the lineup and you know, hopefully they can turn it around because they're a good team and on paper, maybe they need some help in the, in the pipes, but um, like, I know you, I know you want to spread your depth around, but if your first line with McDavid and dry are scoring four goals a night, yeah. why change that? Like yeah. that's going to win you games. If Smith can stop anything like, <laughs> yeah, the, the the problem with them is they've got so many bad contracts on the books that they're like they're right up against the salary cap. They they're any trade they make is dollar in dollar out, but a lot of the dollars they have to move nobody wants. If you if Smith played like he did last year, this year he we wouldn't even be talking about this right now though. Yep. Realistically, I know Smith was injured for a good bit, but last year he was unreal. And they're like, oh, he's like what is he 38 39 they're like he, he's got one more good year left and it's just not having and then costing would go on a stretch and then blow up as yeah. well it just happens in Edmonton. Yeah. yeah and i mean you know 
um, to touch on that and, you know, bring up kind of another little topic surrounding the Oilers. And, you know, I've seen a lot of it on social media since the, um, they got rid of Tippett um, is, you know, how much is McDavid going to take of this? I mean, you know, I think, I believe, if I stand corrected, he's on his fourth coach, um, you know, and five years. Um, don't quote me, but Nugent Hopkins, another example, he's on his 11th coach. And, you know, that's just crazy. What does that say about the organization? And, I mean, back to the question, you know, does McDavid eventually want out or does he stay and tough it out and see what they can do? What do you boys think? I think he stays until his contract's done just because it's – if as long as you have him, you have a chance at least at the playoffs. Yep. I think they're kind of – each year they're bringing in more and more to try and help. It just hasn't worked yet. It's going to work eventually. Like last year, getting swept against – or was it last year or two years ago that swept by Winnipeg? Yeah. I think that like that team was like this team could win that Canadian division. And then you go into the playoffs and just shithole it. Like, you know, they can do it. Like, yeah. it just, they just have to do it, you know? Yeah. Anybody else, boys? I, I'm with Brad. I think he sticks yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah he, I think he sticks it out. He kind of has to. He's he's kind of the face of that franchise and, well, face of the league in general. But, um, you know, well, I actually, I don't know. I mean, Gretzky left Edmonton. So, yeah. like, he asked, he asked to go out. Um, and that was that was on a on teams that were you know they won, I think Gretzky won what four or five cups in four, four and then they asked out. <laughs> so, you're, saying, you're saying there's a chance. Anything can happen. There's a chance. I, I think that the the problem is a, a, a trade for McDavid would be so complicated that it's really not realistic to work out. It, it would be like an NBA trade. You mean yeah, Seattle, you have to, Seattle can't they, just send Larson? Like yeah, yeah. Well, Shirelli's not a GM anymore yet. I think he he inter- I think he interviewed in Chicago, so we'll see what's we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I don't know. Former Carolina Hurricane, no? Who? Or future? Sorry, not former. Shirelli, oh, David, David. It's only fitting, right, Keynes? No. No. <laughs> Anyways, boys. He's not that good. He can't. He can't win anything. He can't. Oh, okay, settle down. <laughs> All right. Uh, let, let's keep her moving here. Um, you know, we got a couple big matchups on Saturday, uh, so let's dive into them. Um, I mean, you know, first one that I was looking at when I was looking at the slate is Winnipeg and Nashville. Um, the Preds are coming off a tough loss the other night to the Stars, um, and Winnipeg's coming off a huge win to the Wild. Wild had a huge first half. A lot of teams are getting on that wagon and they're supporting them. Uh, and Winnipeg came in and they upset them. Um, when it comes to this matchup, Preds are at home. Do we see the Jets coming into Smashville and uh, taking a cheeky win or what? No? No, no chance. And I'll no. tell you why. This is completely out of spite. I've yep. taken Winnipeg a lot in bets this season and they yep. sell the bag every night <laughs> and I'm not having it. I'm yep. taking the Preds. Give me 5-3 for the Preds. 5-3? Yep. I think I had the same score, but we'll get to it at the end there. Boys, Canes? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Seg's, not really out of spite, but um, I think Nashville um, is going to win that game. Um, they're at home. They're, they're rolling. They're, um, they've, they've been a good team all year. Um, I think they're pretty hard to beat at, at home. And so it's not quite out of spite with taking Winnipeg to win all the time, but uh, 
no, I think that that Nashville's uh, Nashville got it tonight. Um, what did you say the score would be? Five three. Yeah. Okay, I'll go three one. Gaines, <laughs> uh, I will inform you that uh, Comrie is expected for Winnipeg, so you might might want to change that three one. No, looks not right. expected. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I I have the Preds as well, just because Hellebuck has had such an up and down year. It's been a struggle to watch him this year. Yeah, that uh, it's kind of like friggin' Edmonton has got like that first line. You got their big guys and Shifley Connor, and the rest has just been dog water. Other than Andrew Cobby, that had a good year, yeah. but nonetheless, I think all of Nashville's rolling. I got Preds four two. Beautiful. Uh, I'm rolling with the Preds as well. I mean. You know, touch on what you boys said. You uh, hit it pretty well, but a little bit of stats. I mean, you know, the Preds have been unreal at home. Uh, they're 14-8-4. Uh, Soros was, have been, uh, you know, a brick wall back there. Their offense has shown that they can put the puck in the net. Winnipeg has struggled on the road. I don't know their record exactly, um, but it's definitely not a winning one. Um, and Nashville at home has been lights out. And Nashville's actually taken three of the last five games. Um, so I don't see it being an issue there. Uh, I'm coming in and winning that one easily. But uh, let's get into the Leafs and Canucks. Um, I mean, huge Leafs fan myself, so a little bit of a biased answer. Um, I'll take the Leafs there just because, you know, they played Calgary the other night, went into the Saddle Dome, and, you know, they got absolutely crushed. 5-2, Jack Campbell looked, you know, real shaky. Uh, for a second there, I thought Keith, uh, Keith was going to give him the yank uh, when it was 4-1, I believe. Uh, but, you know, let them stick it out and, you know, ride it out. And the uh, offense just couldn't get it going. Um, but, you know, the Leafs offense has proven itself all year long. Um, so coming into Vancouver, uh, Vancouver hasn't been great at home. But they've arguably been one of the better teams since they've brought Brudro in. Uh, you know, he's really changed that team around. Um, but just with the firepower and, you know, a little fire under the Leafs' ass after that tough loss, uh, I don't see Vancouver coming out with this one. Boys, what do you think? Go ahead, Six. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'll take the Leafs for the bounce back all day. They got absolutely pumped by Calgary. They look terrible. I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter about this. That's that's what a playoff game is going to look like for the Leafs, and they had no answer. Yep. So hopefully they get a bit of a wake-up call. They got a day off today, but we'll, uh, we'll see come Saturday night. I think, uh, I think they're going to have an answer for Vancouver for sure. Uh, do you want to score now or go with the scores after? Uh, we'll hit the scores at the end. Yeah, perfect. What do you guys think? I'm going to take Toronto as well, just because last game Vancouver got pumped by the Islanders. Like five goals in the first is absolutely atrocious. <laughs> I know Demko should have a good night against Toronto, though. I know the way you can play. I'll probably put out like a 35 save night at the end of the day, though. Both teams bouncing back. I'll take the best team out of it, and that's Toronto. Gaines? Oh, you got all three you guys took uh, took Toronto. I'm kind of I'm I was I've been on the fence about this game. Um, I I think it'll be a bit closer than than you guys are thinking. Um, like Brad said that uh, they got like Vancouver got pumped there, and you guys had mentioned that uh, um, Toronto lost to Calgary pretty pretty good as well. So I think both teams are kind of on a bounce back. Toronto's a better team overall, um, but I think both teams have a fire under their ass. Um, you know, Boudreaux has been coaching them well uh, for Vancouver. 
Um, I see this game going into overtime, but I think Ooh. it's a least win. Overtime, huh? Yeah. Wow. Where, where's, where's your score? Actually, we're doing we're doing scores after, right? Yeah, we'll do them. We we got one more game to touch on. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and then we'll hit we'll recap predictions and hit scores. Um, also, guys, for you guys that are tuning in, um, we will be keeping a tally as well. So every week that you tune into our podcast, uh, we'll keep a record of who's got the best record, and maybe we'll get a little friendly wager going on as we get the shows going. Um, last game, and I mean, you know, arguably probably the best game on the slate uh, of the eight games is the Hurricane and the Wild. I mean, two, you know, solid teams. And I hate to say it because, you know, I hate the Canes. And one of my buddies, one of the, one of the guys on the podcast here, uh, you know, is a Canes fan. You know, they've been playing extremely good hockey. Uh, Freddie Anderson, you know, has been lights out this year. Uh, arguably, you know, top two, maybe, you know, even best goalie in the league. Um, going up against Cam Talbot, who, you know, in the West has proven himself as well. Um, the firepower offenses on both ends are going to go head-to-head. I see it being a high-scoring game. I know we got two really good goalies, but we also got two really good offenses. Um, and I'm going to take the Wild, though. I like the home team. Ooh. I have the Canes in the sole fact that Tara Vinen last game against Boston came back and was just like – all three, all four lines were rolling once he returned. Just for that reason, I think they're just. I don't think. It, I think it'll be high scoring as well. I think they're just going to outscore Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, Kane, you go last. We know what you're going to say, and it's no surprise there. But <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to hop on the wagon with, with you though, buddy. I'll, I'll take the Canes as well. They're, they're wow. a wagon. They're an absolute wagon. And Freddie's doing well. Um, I don't know, man. It's hard not to take them. Um, are you going wild? I think you are. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm on the fence about this one. I, I, I think that Canes will win this though. Um, they, uh, they, they came into Ontario and had two kind of pretty bad games against Toronto and, uh, in Ottawa, um, turn around there and, and pump Boston the other night. And, uh, so I, I think that, uh, I, which I don't really understand how they lose to Ottawa and then go the next night and pump Boston, but. You know, that's what it is. Um, they were missing the, quite a few guys. They got some them back now. Like Brad mentioned, Tara Vinen coming in, and he's made a big impact. That's a big, that's a legit first line player that that they uh, they're getting back. And um, you know, he had a big game there. And I think that uh, the rest of the team will be be rolling. So I think uh, I, I'm going to take uh, uh, Carolina in this one. I do want to mention that I do also see this game going to overtime. I mean, going to go right down to the wire, but I mean. What is it? Three to one. I'm the only freaking guy that took wild. Absolute shambles. Well, <laughs> what's, what's the score? Let, let's pick the scores here, Rizzy. What do you have then? If you're going to overtime, uh, I got five four in overtime for the wild. Ooh, that's crazy. I, I wrote down five three for the Canes, though. Wow. I'm going to take four three for the Canes. I got four two for the Canes. The sex just absolutely prices right in me there. By the way, that one, <laughs> that one goal less. If there's no empty net, then I'm screwed. No, it's okay. There. The, the tally, the tally is just the winners. Yeah, we're yeah. Not, we're score, not doing score, scores. Yeah, we're not doing scores. That's just wrong. But it will be five four wild in overtime. Mark my word. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, like I said, eight games on the slate. We covered three, probably you know, the top matchups of the day. 
let's look at uh, a couple of the dog games. I mean, you know, lower tier teams playing, going head to head. You know, what games do you like uh, that are on the slate that, you know, aren't really going to be talked about? I'll actually start. I actually think this Ottawa-Boston game might be decent because both teams' top two players are out. Like yeah. Norris and Batterson are, and then I think Bergeron's missing the game. Bergeron's out. Yeah. So it's going to be a battle of the depth there. Might see a sneaky performance from Connor Brown here. Nick Paul, you know. But, yeah, I actually think that would be a greasy close one. Bias opinion, huh, Bradley? A little bit. A little bit. I'm uh I'm gonna go with the the early game on Saturday, Philly Detroit. Oof. Mo Sider is such a treat to watch. This guy is just a truck out there. He hits anything that moves. It's fun to watch him. Raymond and Larkin pair up pretty much every game for a point or two. Um, you know, Giroux's coming fresh off the All Star MVP. You look out for him to get a Hattie. Oh yeah. <laughs> it uh it'll Pulling be a good up one. in that new car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, well, so I was actually, I was going to go with, um, that game there, Segs, but, uh, I'll, I'll switch it there. I think that, uh, Islanders Flames will be a good matchup as well. Um, going in, I think that the Islanders haven't had a good start to the year. They were expected to be a cup contender and, and they're kind of at the bottom of the Metro. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, the thing with the Islanders is you never can count them out um, under Barry Trotz. They, they play really well, um, really good system. Really like they've got a good team there. I think that uh, while their record hasn't really shown it, they've, they've been, uh, they are still a pretty good team when they want to show up. Um, Calgary's played uh, uh, pretty well as of late. I and mean, they went and pumped Toronto, like you guys had said. Um, I think that's that's sort of an underrated matchup, and uh, that's one I'll, I'll go with that uh, I like. I'm going to go to uh, another early game here, and it's arguably the ugliest game on the slate. Uh, <laughs> I just, you know, I love picking ugly hockey games and talking about shitty hockey teams, you know. Um, but I'm going to go Columbus and Montreal. Uh, this game right here, um, you know, it's in Montreal. Um, Montreal just played at home the other night, uh, St. Louis first game behind the bench and, you know, it didn't go as planned. Um, you know, I see something here as a spot where, you know, Montreal has to prove themselves. Um, you know, something's got to give at some point or another. I mean, they got to get a win. Um, you know, but on the other hand, Columbus, you know, has been playing, eh, okay. Line A has turned it around. I believe he's got, you know six goals in his last five games or something last night. Um, sorry, <laughs> six goals in his last five games. Yeah. Um, so I do see there being a lot of scoring. I know, you know, Montreal struggled to put the puck in the net. You know, Columbus has eh, been okay. But, I mean, both backups are in, I believe. Um, don't quote me. Um, you'll see that Saturday. But, I mean, I see a little bit of scoring. And I actually, I'm going to take uh, Montreal to win this one. Ooh, right so, that. Yeah. Anybody else have any thoughts on that one? Or no, Columbus is a pretty interesting team. Um, they were pretty close to having a cup contending lineup there a couple of years ago, and slowly has been is dwindled down. Where um, they lost some key pieces, um, and uh, yeah, I think that uh, they're kind of headed towards towards sort of a, a rebuild here coming up. 
where they're almost not too dissimilar to what Montreal is going through now. I think yeah. that they're both kind of in that same sort of situation where, you know, they had good teams and they're slowly, slowly declining and it's, it's sort of a slow burn there, but uh, yeah, which they end up being pretty good matchups. Really. When you have two teams like that, they're pretty even matched that uh, they're not, you know, the best teams in the league, but uh, um, they're even and, and, and it's, they end up being pretty good games. So. Yeah. Especially in your early game too. It's a twelve thirty start. Yeah, twelve thirty. Get it over with. Yeah, you got it. But, uh, <laughs> let's uh, before we move on to the next thing here, uh, just for our graphics guy, so he can uh, get the tallies up and everything going uh, for the next podcast. Uh, let's just recap uh, the three games that we talked about. Uh, go over winners and then just score. Um, that way the viewers know and um, you know we can keep track. So uh, Jets and Preds. Uh, Sex. Uh, I'm gonna take the Preds. I think I said five three for that one. Awesome, Keynes. Uh, I have the Preds, but three one. Three one, Bradley. Preds four two. And I got Preds five three also. Uh, Leafs and Canucks. I got Leafs. I'm gonna go six two. Holy shit! Wow, Jeffco's <laughs> getting run out of the building. Yeah, you heard it here first. Wow, wow. I got Leafs three one. Three one, Kings. I've got Leafs four three in shootout. Ooh, oh, I like right. that. Hot take, hot take. Love it. I, I uh, like that. <laughs> I got Leafs also, and I'm going four two. Let's uh, let's go Hurricane and Wild. Yep, Hurricanes four three. Uh, Hurricanes four two, Canes five three, <laughs> Wild five four, only Wild guy. He said overtime too, right? Yeah, I said overtime. Corel yeah. dollar bill. I mean, if, if I don't get that five four score right, this game's Corel the thrill. Eighty five. I put eighty five ninety percent. This game's going overtime. Yeah, I, mean, I like two good teams. I just see it. But uh, let let's turn the tables a little bit here. Let's leave the rink. Um, you know. Big event going on uh, this weekend, UFC 271. Let's go to the Octagon and uh, look at three uh, fights on the main card here. Um, I mean, these fights are going to be bangers. Um, you know, I see a lot of knockouts coming um, and a lot of bad blood. Um, so let's look at uh, Jared Cannonier and Derek Brunson first. Uh, who you boys got? I'm going Blaze based off Bleacher Report because I know absolute dog water about UFC. <laughs> <laughs> the majority of them took Brunson, so I'm sticking with it. Yeah, I. Kane, uh, do you want to go? Uh, no, you can. You can go. You can start there. So I saw a graphic, and I don't know how true this is, but I saw that when Brunson dyes his hair blonde, he hasn't lost. And I think the guy's got the blonde hair coming out this week. He does. So he does. I'm a Big superstition guy. I got to go with Brunson. I like it. Um, I'm going to go with Brunson as well. Um, he's He's got, you know, that NCAA uh, wrestling background. Um, I think he's he's got the knockout power. I think I'd be I'd, – I'd take him. Yeah. I mean, Brunson, if you're listening in, and I mean, it's a long shot, but I think all four of us are taking you, so let's, let's bring that <laughs> one here and uh, let's 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 get the job done in the octagon. I mean, you know, to touch on Brunson a little bit, um, I was looking at the lines, you know, for betting. 
Um, and he's actually an underdog in this matchup, which is surprising to me and probably a lot of guys because in his last five fights, he's, you know, 5-0. Uh, most recent victory uh, coming against Darren Till via submission. Um, like Ain said, he's got knockout power and, you know, he's a great wrestler. Um, I mean, he's looking to make it 6-0 and um, on a card where, you know, the guy that he lost to um, is headlining the main event, uh, Israel Adesanya. So I think he's going to, you know, have a little bit of juice in the veins, and, you know, I see Brunson taking this one. Um, another one that we got, and, I mean, two big boys going head-to-head. You know, <laughs> heavyweight <laughs> battle. I mean, <laughs> uh, this one's not going to last very long. I mean, we got Derek Lewis um, and a little bit of a tongue twister here. Teo Tuavasa. Uh, who you boys like in this one? I'm going Derek Lewis just because. Shout out BR. I will say in all their predictions, though, they they either had uh, Lewis knockout in the first two rounds or yeah. Ty and knockout in the first two rounds. Like, this thing is going to be a quick one. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, both both guys are big guys. Both guys have knockout power. It, it, you know, stand-up guys, I think, like, some, I don't I don't see this going past two minutes. Um, it, it's kinda, two minutes? Yeah, I think it'll just be whoever, whoever t- you know, hits the chin first. And, and you know, Derek Lewis, um, in his fights, he's, he. I mean, you know, he touches your chin, you're you're going out. Yeah. And uh, But he can also take a, a punch, too. We've seen that a couple times. So, I, uh, I, I'm i going with, with Derek Lewis tonight, or for tomorrow, I mean. I'm going to go the opposite of you guys. I think we're going to see the Shuey come out in the second round. The Shuey. is going to hop up in the cage <laughs> for an absolute hold on into the shoe. He's wow. going to take the second round. I think Segs just want to see everybody freaking take a Shuey and hop <laughs> out. <of> it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm going to go with Bradley and Keynes here, and I'm going to go Lewis. I mean, you know, arguably one of the best pound for pound, you know, heavyweight fighters of all time. Um, you know, his knockout record is ridiculous uh, i think he's at you know the top um, but i mean you know he's fighting in his hometown houston texas you know the crowd's gonna be fired up he's gonna be fired up i was watching the presser the other day and these two boys you know most utmost respect for each other you know totally understand they got to go in there and they got to take care of business but they said to each other they said let's just fucking stand there and bang let's do it so to touch on that man you know i don't see this coming out of the first round They've said it. I mean, everybody else knows it. So I'm excited to see this one. It's going to be like a little bit of rock'em sock'em. So if you don't want to blink or you're going to miss it. Um, so yeah. yeah, I like I like Lewis in this matchup. Sorry, Segs, but you better get your shoey ready just in case. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's go to uh, the main event and you know, arguably the most anticipated matchup of the evening. Um, you know, we got a rematch. We got Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, I was watching the presser and, you know, because I'm, you know, a decently big UFC guy, not huge, but you know, it's just, you know, something that I've always enjoyed. And, you know, I saw Izzy's demeanor and I saw the way that he was carrying himself and usually he's a little bit on the arrogant side and cocky, but you know, he's got every right to be when he comes into a fight. But this time he was really laid back. You know, he, he showed Whitaker a lot of respect. He said to him, hey, I know, you know, you're coming in here. You're coming prepared. Um, you know, you've worked on your game. But 
does he have what it takes to beat Izzy? I mean, Izzy's unbeaten at this weight class. You know, his only other loss, or his only loss, sorry, is when he's went up a weight class, which I even think that he won, but, you know, that's that's for a different day. Um, I mean, you know, when you look at this, he's a better striker, better grappler, his takedown defense, you know, hands down, you know, one of the best in the UFC. I just don't see Whitaker winning this fight. I will give Whitaker the benefit of the doubt. The first fight only went eight minutes, but I do see this one going in the championships rounds. But I'm going to take Izzy on this one. Myself and Bleach Report say Izzy as well. Cade City Hop, man. I, uh, so going off kind of what uh, Wersey said there, um, I think that um, Adesanya is the, the, the better fighter. He's kind of better in all categories there. Um, however, I think Whitaker is going to be uh, pretty motivated. Um, he's probably, he's had a you know, good training camp. Um, and everything. Um, I, Weirdy, you said this. You think this is going to the championship rounds? I think this will actually probably go to a decision. But I'm um, okay. so going to go with um, Adesanya. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to go with Izzy too. Um, the guy's deck, hands down, one of my favorite fighters. Just a quick note for the viewers and listeners. I don't know if any of you guys saw the actual presser. Weirdy, you probably saw this. Izzy yeah. shows up with a gold chain with an Apple Watch block attached to it of his yep. previous win against Whitaker. Yeah. Like, come on. Ooh, All the fucking deal to show up to do that. He's going to take it for sure. The guy's unreal. Absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to these fights. I mean, I know I'll be tuning in, um, and hopefully you other boys get the chance to watch them. That way, you know, when we jump on next week on Wednesday, you know, we can touch on it a little bit. Maybe there's an upset. I mean, yep. you know, maybe all three of these guys that are favored go down, right? Yeah. So let's see. Um, I mean, for the viewers as well, um, you know, don't be afraid. Message us, you know, when you watch this, you know, shoot us a DM on Twitter, Instagram. Give us your predictions. You know, we'd love to hear this kind of stuff. Um, and then we can bring it to our podcast and, you know, maybe even eventually bring you guys up and you can shoot the shit with the boys. But, um, I mean, everybody's been talking about this and, you know, we're going to leave the octagon. We're going to go to, you know, Rams country. We're going to go to SoFi, and we're going to touch on the Super Bowl here. I mean, gentlemen, Joe Burrow, what a year he's had. Coming off an injury, left his rookie season early, and in his second year he's taken the Bengals to the Super Bowl. Who would have thought? I wouldn't have. I don't know if any of you would, but, I mean, you know, he's done the unthinkable. I didn't even think they were making the playoffs. Neither did I, honestly. And what him and Jamar Chase have done, unreal. And, you know, the chemistry that they're going to be bringing in to the Super Bowl as rookies, I think will play a factor. I don't know how big of a factor it'll be. Will they be able to get the job done? We'll see. Only because they're going up against the Rams. Rams have arguably the best defense in the NFL. Look at the, you know, changes that they made on the offense. They went out and they got OBJ, Cooper Cup, Offensive Player of the Year, and Matt Stafford, man. Gets traded from the Lions, comes in, has Sean McVay, a coach who's, you know, been talked about as, you know, one of the top coaches in the NFL as of late, which I don't disagree with. And they're going in so far, their hometown, and they're going to try and win a Super Bowl. I mean, do they go out there and do they show it? And do they get that last W? I don't know. Let's weigh in and see what the lads have to say. 
uh, Bradley or no, you want to go last, huh, Bradley? I'm going, I got yeah, you're, you're, a, you're a Rams fan. I got a lot to say. Let me get my opinion out of the way first. I, I'm right. far from a football guy. I've yep. looked into this. I have I have some opinion. I'm gonna go with the Bengals. You know, Joe Shiesty, absolutely sick. Wow. I'll take the dog. Give me 24-21 for the Bengals. Ooh. I think it's gonna be a big game. It's gonna be really entertaining. But I don't know. I watched the Rams game last game just before they got to the Super Bowl. There were some questionable decisions to say the least. I think uh, you're going to see some more of that in this game, and I think the Bengals are going to pull it out. Wow. Um, I'm going to disagree with you there. I, I think Locker. I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with the <laughs> – I'll, uh, I'll go with the, the Rams uh, tomorrow – or uh, Sunday, I mean. Um, I forgot we're recording this on Friday. A couple too many Bud Lights, bud. Too many, yeah. Well, it's these vodka sodas that are getting me early. Um <laughs> Sunday night, I'm going with the Rams. A um, couple different reasons, though, uh, than uh, than you had Sykes there. I think that uh, yeah, there some of their question, some of their calls against uh, um, the 49ers were a little questionable. I think that uh, Sean McVay uh, burning all his timeouts um, there uh, was was a little questionable. They they pulled it out. It, it worked uh, for them, and uh, you know I think that. When you look at their their defense, um, it's solid. I think if you look at their offense, it's solid. Um, they're they're probably better in both aspects than the Bengals. Um, you know, coaching wise, like Weirzy said, um, they they they've got you know Sean McVay is one of the best coaches, if not the best coach right now in the NFL. Um, I, I you know they're a powerhouse team. They're it's sort of something that uh, you know the Bengals are, are a good up and coming team. Um, Joe Burrow's been been very good. It, it, they almost remind me of uh, you know the Kansas City Chiefs um, last year going up against uh, Tom Brady there with Patrick Mahomes and you know him being young and the second year quarterback you know leading this team to the uh, to the finals and um, but uh, I think that the, the experience will win out so uh, like it did there and uh, so I think that I'm going to take the Rams. Go ahead, Wersey. I'm going to go with you there, Canes, and uh, I'm going to go the Rams. I just don't see them losing at home. Um, I mean, you know, I do understand that the Bengals, you know, haven't lost yet this playoffs, obviously, because they're in the Super Bowl, but they've done so <laughs> that's how it works. with, you know, every game being on the road. Um, you know, they haven't had one home game in the playoffs, and they've game come in and they've, 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 they've upset every single team. Um, I mean, Joe Burrow, again, you know, hands down, one of the, you know, the best seasons the quarterback's had in a long time. Um, but the Rams offense and the Rams defense, I mean, I just see it being too much for the Bengals. And for a chance for the Rams to win it at SoFi uh, in front of their own crowd, I'll take the Rams all day. Bradley, let's hear it, buddy. All right, I got a lot to say here. <laughs> all right, so first of all, both – this is such a two teams where it's like it's two different stories. Like the Bengals just drafted sick and the Rams brought in all these guys for this reason. That's why they haven't had a first round pick in the last five years. Don't for another three years. It's for this reason. And now it's at home. Both tight ends are out, by the way. Both starting tight ends. Uzuma for the Bengals might return. Higby is ruled out though. Both Kickers are absolute sticks. They don't miss. 
And it's like, yeah, Zach Taylor, the Bengals head coach, was on the Rams coaching staff when they lost. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see if he's like an accessory there. You already know I'm biased, but like Joe Burrow wins comeback player of the year. Stafford comes to the Rams and is in a comeback of his own way. Yep. Cup wins offensive MVP. Jamar Chase wins offensive rookie of the year. It's just such a good match of how it came down to it. But at the end of the day, the friggin' when the Bengals face the Titans, they give up nine sacks. Now you're facing the Rams fucking D line. Aaron Donald. Scary. I bet Floyd. Okay. Jones. Yeah. How about Von Miller coming off the edge? Joe Burrows has zero time to react. I just think I'm biased, but they're way better. Taylor Rapp's back as safety. Rams winning at 31-24. Aaron Donald, MVP. Wow. <laughs> All right. I got my prediction. I'm going 27-17. Um, you know, I see the Rams offense just being explosive. Uh, Bengals will get a couple points, but, I mean, you know, I just see the Rams running away with it. So, 21 – or, sorry, 27-17. What do you got, Keynes? Final four prediction. 30-27 overtime. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> God, dude. That will wow. get my heart, wow. get my heart wow. rate going. Yeah, Rams, 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 will win it. Rams will win it on a uh, overtime field goal. Oh, Matt Gay, baby. Hey, his last name's Gay, but he kicks straight. Just saying, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Not me. Wow. Not me. Um, Segs, what Segs, what you got? Uh, like I said, I have 24-21 for the Bengals. Yeah, I, I, I know you Burrow, said it earlier, but. Burrow's going to take the MVP. Um, I don't know, man. I like the storyline. I got to go with it. Yeah. Well, you, you said Aaron Donald for your uh, MVP, right, Bradley? Oh, yeah. I yeah. I don't see that O-line stopping him. And even if they do, he's going to tip balls. He's going to at least sack him twice. That that line is such a factor versus that Bengals team is fucked. It's over. Who you got for MVP? For what? (laughs) (laughs) Is Brady Brady back in it? (laughs) Who you got? Uh, yeah, Rob Gronkowski. Come <laughs> on. Uh, I think Matthew Stafford. He'll have a big game. Um, I think yeah, he'll he'll be leading the charge. I think he'll he'll throw uh, a couple touchdowns and 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 really uh, control the game uh, for the the Rams. I like that. I like that. Uh, I mean, you know, he's going to be controlling the game, but you know. I'm going to go to the guy that they picked up halfway through the season. Uh, I'm going to go OBJ. Oh, yes, sir. Since he's come to the Rams, I mean, you know, he's been unreal. Um, You know, other than Cooper Cup, um, you know, he's arguably been their second best wide receiver. Um, With that being said, um, you know, Stafford likes to go to him. You know, there was a lot of controversy when he was in Cleveland, when he was in New York. You know, he's a bad teammate, he's bad this, he's bad that. Whether he's a bad teammate or not, he's a hell of a fucking football player. And when you get him the ball, you get yards, and you get touchdowns, and I see him having a huge game. Um, and I'm taking OBJ for uh, MVP. Well, fellas. It's hard to, to count out Cooper Cup. He does, though. 
really yeah a and i mean I, I, think, winner, baby. I, th- I think there's so much hype around cooper cup um and you know don't get me wrong there should be um you know stafford goes to him what at least 10 times a game um i can't remember the last time i watched a game and he had less than eight receptions i mean the guy's been an absolute machine but um i see the rams switching it up a little bit finding different targets um and you know playing around with the Bengals a little bit, uh, teasing them. Um, and, you know, I see other aspects of the game coming out. But, uh, I mean, that wraps up our first episode here, boys, of the Lads Corner. Uh, we appreciate everyone who tuned in, who's going to tune in and listen. Um, you know, like I said earlier in the podcast at the beginning, we'll be back every Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, so make sure you check it out. Um, you know, please check us out at Twitter, at the Lads Corner. At our Instagram, it's the lads, uh, and of course our YouTube channel, where we will upload all of these podcasts just in case you miss it. Um, I mean, boys, you have anything else to say before we uh, get out of here? Go Rams, go! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, looking forward to episode two. Glad to have you all on board, and uh, we'll see where we can take this thing. Lots of stuff to come. Yeah, for sure. All right, boys. Till then, take it easy, guys. See you later. <laughs>